This is Corporate Cafecito, where we discuss career development and entrepreneurial growth strategies. I'm Mario Rodriguez. Y yo soy Nayeli Suarez-Guez. Go get your cafecito and let's talk about professional growth. Part of the American dream is coming here, opening up a business, and buying a house. The American dream for Latins, at least, <laughs> Uh, but not everybody gets to fulfill that dream. And not everybody has the guts to launch yourself. So today we have invited El Señor Rogelio, Rogelio Rowe, uh, to come chat with us because he has recently launched into the world of business ownership. Rogelio, welcome. Thank you, Nayeli. How are you today? Good, good. So you're starting out, what, three months in? Three months, well, probably more like four months in, but yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your company, and then we want to hear all the reasons why you started it. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Um, I'll start off with the name of the company, CRARC Strategies. And CRARC, it's, it's made up of two words, Greek Greek words, seer, zeros, nothing. Arc beginning, so beginning from nothing. Typically, what 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 all business, some of businesses, mine probably started <laughs> from nothing. Um, the other thing, it's called through a Cirarc succession. And if you can imagine um, me being Mexican, I just you can see it everywhere. The cactus, the cactus, the cacti that they grow anywhere mm-hmm. with hardly any resources, and you get to see that. You get to see that with businesses. um, They don't have the resources, and yet they can grow. Imagine if they had the resources available to them. Uh, Myself, I've been in banking for 30 years, over 30 years here in in Chicago, various banks, Chase, PNC, the banks before. And throughout, I've seen a lot of businesses that have set up, and they're always looking for resources, and they don't have the access to them. So I decided to... As I went in, into my own, I wanted to be able to bring those resources to them, connecting businesses to capital, better management, experts in the areas where they need to grow their business, uh, whether it be experts in logistics, experts in accounting, experts in legal, connecting them to the right resources. And double-checking, you know, so just like any plant, you want to make sure they have the right soil and the right shade and the right sun. That's the same thing with the business. You got to make sure that they're in the right place to grow, uh, that they have the right consultants, that they have the right friends that are helping them. How can it, how can they grow? So that, that's my how I started it and decided to go on my own. That's great. You just hi- highlighted why you decided. You saw a need. Right? You saw a need over the 30 years of what the business community needs. Uh, what are some challenges as as a startup right now that you've encountered early on? Well, like any any startup, it's always getting that those clients. That's always a challenge for everybody, getting the clients. Yeah. Um, and part of it has to be um, focusing in on what your target uh, clientele is. Uh, as I walk, as I talk and work with different businesses, 
uh, I asked the question, what's a good referral? What's your target customer that you're looking for? And that's exactly the same thing that I have to ask myself. Mm-hmm. I have to take care of the right clients. I have to make sure that, and when I say right clients, that's not, I'm not discriminating. I'm just saying I have to, they have to be willing to grow. Because there are some that are not willing to grow. They're, they they like the status quo. Yeah. They like the simple things. You know, it's like keep it simple, and that's it. Um, so they're they're looking. They're not looking to grow. But sometimes with those, I like to make sure that they have the resources available to them. And uh, I've always been taught in in all the banks I work for. It's always a question behind the question, or as they say, make them uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, so I do make them uncomfortable. I the ones that don't want to grow. I ask him, so what's your exit strategy? And they'll look at me like, what do you mean? Well, I'm sure you love being in business. What's your way out? What are you gonna die on while you're working here? <laughs> what do you what do you plan? What are your plans? What's your short term goals, long term goals? What about your kids? Are they gonna run the business? What do they don't want to? What's gonna happen with the business? Mm-hmm. How can you capitalize on it and make sure that you can at any given point you can monetize what you've done? Sell it and let it go. You know, continue, let somebody else take it over. What's your plan? So that's always a, the thing, you know, uncomfortable and asking questions. Uh, don't settle for a note. Just ask more questions. That's the thing that I've always learned. Something that's making me laugh so hard right now in my head is you said, uh, you know, leaving your business to your kids. And my dad had a business and it, it was a, a pool hall slash bar. And I remember I would say like, pa, I don't want this business. And now you're saying that, and I'm thinking about the business I have, and I'm just like, I want my kids to have it. And I'm like, what if they say no? What if they're like, no, no es para mí? But that's really that's really interesting, and I'm glad that you're you're doing that because as an entrepreneur, it's really hard, and it's very like we we know one thing, right? Like I can do coaching, but can I also do these types of planning or sometimes the understanding all the resources that are available or the government funding or the possibilities or what happens when your business goes sideways. And to have someone who has that much experience in the corporate world or even in the financial world be a guide would be a a great asset. So what is your target? Well, my target uh, client is somebody that's looking to grow. Uh, Typically, I deal with clients that are that have, if they're existing businesses that they've got revenues in excess of five hundred thousand annually, uh, and that they can and they're looking to grow locally. Uh, I'm also looking to find clients that are north of that two million dollar in revenue mark, where they're looking to grow um, na- nationally or internationally. And as you know, one of the things that uh, the other. Th- thing that motivated me to get on my own was uh, I didn't want to go to one office anymore. I didn't want to just be a nine-to-five person. I want to be able to to be there for the clients when, when they need, but be able to help them cut down on their hours as well. So being more efficient. How can I help them do that? Um, so I decided to be virtual. I am everywhere. I travel, um, so I get to enjoy that part. Uh, you know, call it a short day, but I'm able to travel and enjoy and meet more clients both here and in Mexico. So that's the uh, target area where I'm looking for clients. So before we continue asking Rogelio more questions, I think it's really important 
He said he doesn't want to go to the office anymore. And I know we're only an audio podcast, but he is wearing a suit. <laughs> <laughs> but no tie, no tie. <laughs> business casual. It's called business casual. And it, and uh, a lot of people that know me, they I always joked around and I said, I, I do not wear a jacket until December 21st, the first day of winter. So the only way to avoid that is by wearing a suit and I can I can hide it very well. <laughs> <laughs> so Ro, what, what are some tips or advice that you would give to someone that, that's about to embark in, in entrepreneurship? It seems like you highlighted, know your target audience, right? Who's, who's your niche that you're serving? You're not for everybody, but you're for somebody as well. What are some other tips that you would say, hey, if you're thinking about taking that leap of faith into entrepreneurship, what would be two things? I was going to say, I'll give you five things. All right, well, let's go with five. <laughs> no, and, and it's funny, but I mean, I, I always tell um, or ask clients or ask business owners uh, this question. I'll ask them, who are your five closest resources? And tell me why you picked them. And typically, I'm, I'm looking for their accountant. I want to know who's helping them. That's the them. first thing that came to mind. I'm like, my accountant. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and why did you pick that accountant? What went into it? Is it a CPA, not a CPA? Is it a bookkeeper? Why did you pick that person to be your trusted advisor? Uh, then you have your attorney uh, who's helped you with legal matters, getting prep. Uh, both the accountant and the attorney have to be good friends with each other, you know, making sure that they have the right uh, legal formation for the right taxable formation. Is it a C-Corp, S-Corp, partnership? You know, What is the difference of that? Is it an LLC? So understanding that part. Then you have your insurance person. Who's your insurance agent? Having Making sure that that person is going to protect your assets, uh, both individually and uh, for the business side. Because a lot of people, uh, they feel like, oh, they bought a property and it's insured. Yeah, but are you protected in the event somebody falls? Are they coming after you on the corporation or individually? So making sure you have the right advice there. Somebody helps you sell your business, which is who could be a marketer or a consultant. Who helps you sell that asset that you have? Uh, and then the, uh, the last one, uh, and it's, you know, they, they always talk about the, uh, that's the profession that I was in, your banker. Who's your banker? Not who's your bank. Because a bank can change names. It's who's your banker. Because that banker becomes a trusted advisor. And that is one of the reasons that a banker may go to, from one bank to another and their clients will go with them because they trust that advisor. So hopefully that banker is being well treated at the bank where uh, he or she works to make sure that they provide that advisory on their behalf. But that's that's what I say. Not just two things, but five. Who are your making sure that you have those five people uh, very close and that you've picked them um, with good uh, thoughts? I remember the first time I needed a lawyer as an entrepreneur, and I guess I didn't. I didn't need a lawyer, but I had a legal question. And I leaned on on uh, one of my uncles who who owns uh, several businesses. And I called him and I remember crying. And I'm like, I don't know how to answer this question, Theo. And blah, blah, blah. And he's like, ¿Tienes abogado? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, then let them do their job. And I thought that was such good advice. And it like got me out of my like crying fit because it was like, and I think it was a question that it was both for my lawyer and my accountant. So I think you're right in that they should be friends. Uh, but it was very scary. It was very scary when you go through something like that as an entrepreneur for the first time to say, I have this question and it's my business 
and I have no idea how to answer this. And that, and that, and that's you'll find that everywhere. I mean, you you just mentioned earlier that somebody might be good at what they do. You know, it's an old saying in Spanish: "Zapatero tus zapatos," right? Yeah. If you're good at that trade, that's what you stick with. But then you have to make sure that you're surrounded by the right individuals, making sure that their level of expertise is there. And you should not, as a business owner, one sometimes will go with somebody that gets recommended by somebody else. That's great, but you still should interview that person and yeah. understand what do you, you know, tell me how you are going to benefit me and why I should pick you over another attorney. Um, you're not going to go to a real estate attorney. Uh, you might need one, but then you're not going to go to one that, spe that focuses on residential real estate to be your business. Yeah, attorney. you're not going to go to the foot doctor for your heart, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you got to make sure that, that you're asking questions, and I think... Um, You know, I've always said you always got to ask a question behind the question. You got to don't don't get just satisfied with the first answer, but ask the why behind it. What's you know, going to happen? Who's going to do it? The question behind the question. Like, you know, <laughs> como buenos mexicanos, we're like, ¿y luego? That's, that's right. <laughs> that's right. You got to. There's more to it. Yeah. Than, <laughs> there's more to it than, than the cover. So find out what what is uh, what is there and how you can how you can grow. Mm -hmm. Has your cafecito run out? Go grab another cup. We'll wait for you right here. Please check us out at corpcafecito.com and drop us a message. advisory board and I like the fact that you highlight to interview your board because you also want to find those individuals that align with what you're up to right they may consult differently but they're not aligned with with the way you do business as well so because you everyone has a brand right so uh in that I, I think that's important it's like this is this person going to help me elevate my brand because now I'm aligned with them and 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 the other thing that you brought up is like don't be so quick to say yes because someone referred you right Take the time to really interview that person. Uh, do you feel comfortable? Because at the end of the day, what you're trying to create, uh, when you mentioned the five points here of resources, is is your advisory board. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're in it for the long haul. And at times, I think you're going to call audibles like, all right, you took me as far as, as, as you could. Now it's time to kind of get someone else to make, take me to the next level as well. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I agree. I'll give you an example of where that may happen. A business that starts out that is heavy in equipment or heavy machinery may go to an insurance broker that's local. But then all of a sudden, you, that person might decide to export some of their product or move it around. They may need somebody that represents Lloyds of London insurance, you know, a little bit more heavy hitters of that nature. So you're you're right. You may They may only be up to certain parts, and then the next level, somebody else will help out. So How do you know when you outgrow your team if you have the right team they will also tell you that's what you're hoping for that they'll tell you what their expertise is and where their um, uniqueness will fit and at, at certain points they will say we're we're too small for you or you may need this there might be this opportunity or let me bring in some somebody else to help you um i think me as a as a small business consultant i tell people right off the bat If you're too big for me, I am willing to bring the experts with me. I'm not afraid to ask for help. Yeah. 
uh, and they like that, and I will tell them. And it might, I might not be here with you all all the way through, but the good thing is that I am connecting you to the people that I know that are available to help you out. You know, you just said that, and I started thinking, like, has anyone said in my accountant? I asked him a question, and he's like, ¿Sabes qué, Nayeli? He's like, ¿No me ofendes? Pero pregúntale a alguien más. He's like, because that's not my specialty. And I was like, okay, thank you. And I'm like, but who? And he was like, I would call this guy. And I thought it was really, you're, you're right. I think you're, when you find someone who's a trusted advisor, they will, they will tell you, mm -hmm. they'll take care of you. And that's, I'm reflecting here and I'm like, me acaba de caer el 20. I'm like, man, I have one of those guys. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the whole thing about a trusted advisor is that um, you trust them that they will do the right thing for you. Because that's their priority is to take care of you. Uh, and I'm assuming that you will refer more clients to them because of that. And you're, you'll get to see, as you're dealing with business owners, you say, oh, you know, you're at the same level as I was five years ago. This is who I went with because of that. Yeah. And now now you're not only just referring, but you're it's a re uh, recommendation based on experience. So now that other person is going to go to them. And that person should ask a couple more questions, not just go on it, but definitely it's a plus. How will you know when you, or maybe you are already, how, what, will, what will success feel like to you as an entrepreneur? I th um, Looking at from, I think it, it's different for every business industry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, no. But um, you're our guest. I, know, I want to know your perspective. I, you'll, you'll know mine. I was going to say, I was going to say, somebody that's a, that's a writer when they publish their first book mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> and, and everything. For me, um, I look at success when I'm able to complete a project uh, from beginning to end. Um, you know, like I would, I do have a couple. I have a, a couple that are in the process of that right now. So I'm, I'm looking forward to finalizing those projects and saying, hey, you know. Here's an organization that went from nothing and now has this great uh, building uh, that's helping out youth, and then or another one that that I'm working on that hopefully I can we can help them come to Chicago and bring their business from Mexico. So say this is was connectivity through networking. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's one of the other things that that I'll mention. Networking is very important, right? We talk about your net worth is your your network is your net worth. So um, when we start off from nothing, it's, we start off from the network. It's connectivity, knowing those those trusted advisors and those trusted clients and those trusted friends that can help us grow as we uh, get into business. So, yeah, those resources that you talked about early on, it's important to... Well, let me ask you a question instead, instead of me answering this or, or going out on a limb. How often should you be assessing your resources? Your resources, you should, uh, depending on, on what they are... Um, but your your accounting and your accounting your attorneys those you should be looking at it at least once a year. Um, it's cost, right? When you look at your insurance, if that uh, once a year you may want to take a look at insurance, or every two years take a look at who if you have the right insurance or not, making sure you have that uh, assessing that part. But I would say your resources, your trusted advisors, you don't have to really analyze them that much. They will be your trusted advisors. You may grow that from those five to ten because you're growing. So assessing their uh, whether you stay w with them throughout that time, that you may look at at where you are 
where's the growth model coming? What's the next level that you need to do? Um, so it'll it'll go with it. But I think your your advisors will even tell you it's time for you to yeah. get out of your shell and get another one. <laughs> <laughs> who inspires you, or who motivated you? What's your guiding light? You know, um, throughout throughout this time, one of the things that I started with, uh, and, and you're a little familiar with it, but ten years ago, I I co-founded an organization, Hispanic Business Network, and we focused on community involvement, career development, commerce development, and culture awareness. And all those items really tie into community and connectivity. Um, I always want to be able to pay it forward, uh, give back to the community. So uh, a lot of the times, you know, my consulting sentence is free because I tell people, you know, I'm not going to charge you. This is what you should know. This is <laughs> the free resources that you should get. I feel guilty if I charge you for this because it's a free resource. Um, but if you need the next level, this is where I am. And uh, it's just being the community that we're in. Just uh, that's my biggest uh, thing in uh, helping people. It's such a pleasure. It's such a pleasure. So so for those that don't know Ro, he definitely is is living those four C's that make up the, the Hispanic Business Network, which is community, culture, commerce, and career. Uh, something that I was drawn to early on, and I also partake in that uh, because you need community to grow. So, so thank you for, for what you do within the community, Ro. And also, uh, Rogelio does a lot of scholarships. So you you do live and breathe it. And, and if I had to summarize you, um, besides being a suit wearer, uh, <laughs> you know, Rogelio leads with his heart. And you, you've set a really high bar, a really genuine love for the community. And, you know, te están correspondiendo. So that's really awesome to see, too. Thank you. It's it's, it's nice. And I, like I said, I mean, the scholarships is a great thing. Uh, we go back to, uh, I came to the U.S. when I was 10 years old. You know, the, they didn't have any, uh, I, I would say I was the uh, DACA student before DACA was, uh, was a thing. <laughs> I had no papers. And uh, went to Loyola. And the scholarship that I got was to go to high school, to a private high school. So... Uh, that was well to me. That was a something that I enjoyed, and I wanted to find ways to give give back to give other back. students. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, thank you. You do. You live it. So, thank you for joining us. We are going to put you probably back in the hot seat in like six or twelve months to be like, where are you now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully, we can do it virtually because I may be in Mexico. <laughs> oh, no. no, no, no. We'll wait for you here. All right. I'll, <laughs> suit. You can wear I'll come suit. back for that. Well, there you have it, everyone. Uh, we, we had uh, a decision to become an entrepreneur. We Hopefully that uh, you're walking away some great nuggets that Rogelio here, also known as Ro, uh, gave us as well. So we look forward to you listening in to the next episode of Corporate Cafecito. I'm Mario Rodriguez. We forgot to ask Rogelio how he takes his coffee. What's in your coffee? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is a uh, cortado. So whenever... The, uh, Whenever there's an opportunity for a nice uh, cortadito, uh, the, I guess I have some Cuban friends that got me into this. I always get one of these. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Y yo soy Nayeli Suarez Gas. Y nos vemos la próxima vez. Hasta luego. Corporate Cafecito was produced in beautiful downtown Oak Park at Boulevard Studio. Audio engineer and editor is Mike Mitchell. 
We're available on every podcast platform. 